Today's episode of That Song from That Movie is coming up after these messages. In a world of utter randomness, one podcast stood out from the bunch. And it was The Amazing World of Talking Shiz. <coughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness. And focus is it's definitely not being not focused on at all. No. Uh, our podcast is definitely um, no theme at all it's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time we're on spotify apple and google podcasts so go ahead tune in new episodes weekly and we're international international very very well so tune in follow us on twitter see you there Forget King Kong, it's time to break down the original Godzilla vs. movie. Godzilla vs. Matthew Broderick. Who will win? Find out on today's That Song From That Movie. Piece of cake. Mm, no, bake, bake, bake. That's better than what's written here, so we'll take it. Thank you for joining that song for that movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. I am your big, ugly lizard host, Dietrich, and today we're joined by a completely incipient creature, a dawn of a new species, the first of its kind, Alex. Ooh. I, I was, ex- was kind of half expecting insurance guy. Is that going to be Ben? <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined by just a pair of breasts that talk, Ben. Got to start looking at me. It's more than that. De- objectifying me as always. Yeah, it's, it, it is true. But you're such a sexy man, so it's hard not to. <laughs> sexy man. What have you been watching this week? I rewatched Interstellar because what? I'd only ever seen it because I'd only ever <laughs> seen it once, and I didn't like it the first time. So I thought, well, the internet seems to like it, so I'll rewatch it again. I probably liked it more, but I still don't see the point of it. <laughs> Wasn't it the fifth dimension was love? Isn't that well? Isn't that, that well, I guess that's the thing where you like you're really asking me to ride with you here, aren't you, <laughs> Chris? <laughs> really asking me to just kind of put all sort of logical sense to the side and just be like, yeah, you know, you're trying to make this smart, sure. What about you, Alex? Um, ooh, what I've been watching? Um, we watched a documentary on Netflix, which is probably the most Netflixy documentary ever made. It was called uh, "Murder Amongst the Mormons." Yeah, I've seen yep. it come up. Have you guys watched it? Though? On, I'm honestly I'm oversaturated by how many murder shows are coming on Netflix. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm done with them. So, so this one involves you done with them? Well, I mean, yeah, I can't bother with them anymore. I'll see if this one inspires you. So, it's essentially about these people who collect Mormon artifacts, like books and things, and then they they accidentally <laughs> uncover the secret behind the origins of, of the Mormon uh, Latter Day Saints religion, and then they the get killed texts. for it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's about the ancient texts. So I don't know if you guys know about Mormonism, but I think his name's Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, I've seen Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah, so Joseph Smith was obviously the too, founder yeah. of Mormonism. And it, and it involved like him being led to like some sort of golden plates in the ground by a angel. But it turns out that like in one of these uncovered letters, it was actually like a salamander that walked into the books. So like people believe that actually it was more of a it had like much more of like a pagan origin. Mm. But these people were killed for finding this out by the Mormons. Nice and peaceful. Well, I'm glad you explained it. Now I don't have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's more. There's, there's more to it than that. But no, it's yeah. not. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, that is the gist of episode one. <laughs> and there's only one episode, so that works out well. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. D, what have you been watching? Cougar Town. 
Oh, gosh, you have. It's on Disney Plus now, so I thought, that's sponsors, so I thought I'd uh, give it a second whirl, and it's just as funny the second time around. Never even gave it a first whirl. If you're ever going to try it, just skip the first, I'm going to say eight episodes. Whichever one is the first Thanksgiving episode, just start from there. Yes. So to celebrate the release of Godzilla vs. Kong, today's episode is the songs of the 1998 classic Godzilla. That's what we're doing. Okay, mm. makes sense. That was the reason, that was the reason. Uh, Bit of synergy. Um... So to find out what was happening in the world when the movie came out, it's over to me. Thanks, me. So the movie came out in May 1998. America was gripped to their screens as the final ever episode of the hit sitcom Seinfeld airs. I don't know what the theme is. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Seinfeld's a show that I've never really got. I mean, I think, I think I've only ever watched one episode and I probably should give it more of a chance. But have you guys ever watched it and liked it? I've never, ever seen an episode. I've seen clips on the internet, but that's about it. It never seemed to be on over here. Yeah, I don't even know where, where I would watch it no. if I tried to give it a go now, let alone 20-odd years ago. Is it on Hulu? It's probably everything's on Hulu. Probably. Sponsor us. Uh, the, the finale was watched by 76.3 million television viewers in the US. It was a TV event to the extent that other channels opted against broadcasting anything and just put up a, t- a card saying, we're TV fans, so we're watching Seinfeld, we'll see you at 10pm. Really? How odd. Which I think probably just inflates that 76.3 million. Yeah. It's full of people going like, oh, well, I can't watch anything else, I'll watch this. Yes. <laughs> Rather than 76.3 million people going, oh, I've got to watch that Seinfeld finale. In a time that where there was nothing else to do other than watch TV. People tuning in to see Songs of Praise. I assume that in America as well. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Songs of praise will be on after the football. That's, that's, that's classic British broadcasting. <laughs> time, what time are you watching Songs of Praise? <laughs> Never. <laughs> in other news, in what can be considered the most late 90s problem imaginable, the Galaxy 4 communication satellite fails, knocking around 90% of the world's pages offline for 24 hours. Because I've been re-watching Scrubs recently, and it's amazing, just the use of pages. I always yeah, associate it... them with, like, <laughs> doctors for some reason. That's Scrubs. Yeah, probably. Just incredibly busy people. <laughs> you, you, you associate the show Scrubs with doctors. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big link, six degrees of separation, but, you know, I made it. Apparently the reason the satellite went offline was something called Tin Whiskers, and I, I tried to read and understand what that meant, and I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, it's something to do with it shorting out Tin Whiskers. Sounds tin like whiskers. one of those sort of like code name secret organizations in the Bourne identity. Treadstone <laughs> <It is actually. laughs> and Tin Whiskers. My final bit of news. Following Katrina and the Waves' absolutely storming victory the year before with Love Shine a Light, European eyes turned to Birmingham as it hosted the 1998 Eurovision Song Contest. I think when you think of Eurovision classics, the winner, which was Diva by Dana International, is the song you think of. Agree? I don't think... No. <laughs> oh, what, what song do you think of, then? Uh, you know what song I think of, Alex. Yes, yeah, Euphoria, probably. It's Euphoria, yes. <laughs> probably the, my true guilty pleasure song. You don't need a guilty pleasure, Ben. Just enjoy it. I do, D. I do. Oh, God, that song's amazing. I know it didn't come out in this year, but it deserved to come out in every year. <laughs> Let's just talk about it in every episode. <laughs> yes. Maybe we should Is do a film? Eurovision podcast. Maybe that's what, that's, that's the the, uh, the branching off that that song from that Eurovision. <laughs> Every song is Euphoria. That song from Eurovision 2012. No, whenever it was. <laughs> Pretending he doesn't know what year it was. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, definitely sounds like that, doesn't it? So Dana International's victory was partially overshadowed in her home country of Israel by a small campaign to remove her because she was 
still is, transgender. Okay. Thankfully, the world has moved on and got much better at accepting transgender people. Right? Right? (sighs) (laughs) That summarises that up quite well, dear. Yeah. But in other news, Godzilla hit the big screen. So released in May 1998 and was directed by Roland Emmerich. It's the 23rd movie in the Godzilla franchise. But more importantly, it's the first to be produced by an American studio. Therefore, meaning it's the first one that actually counts. Wait, are you saying that or are they saying that? <laughs> because That's what they're saying. They're saying yeah. <laughs> Don't upset me already, D. Yeah, they basically show Toho how it's done. <laughs> okay, so I'll give a brief plot synopsis, but I'm sure you could probably guess what the plot to this movie is. Uh, so during a nuclear test, the French government inadvertently mutates a lizard nest. Oh, that rhymes. Years later, a lizard makes its way to New York City and leaves a path of destruction in its wake. Dr. Nico... Uh, Papadopoulos? <laughs> Rapidopoulos? I, w- I watched the film like, uh, I w- and I still wouldn't be able to tell you what it, what it actually was. <laughs> <laughs> Totopoulos. Played by Matthew Roderick. Uh, is an expert in the effects of radiation on worms, so therefore is sent by the US government to study the gigantic beast and assist the military response. So in the past couple of weeks, we've done two movies, Deep Blue Sea and Pearl Harbor, which fall on the spectrum of <laughs> So Bad It's Good. Obviously, where they fall is up for debate, and if you want to hear that debate, go listen to previous episodes. But I feel like Godzilla 1998 is just plain bad. (laughs) So, have we seen it? And if so, what did you think? Yes, I have seen it, and I am 100% in agreement with you, Dee, that it's it's just bad. It's just plain bad. Yep. The film is not trying to be serious. I think we should put that point out there. I think it is intentionally being trying to be like a B-action movie on a a action movie budget if there's such a thing as an a action movie yeah yeah but i think the problem is that it just it, it's just not fun i think like yeah. where we were when we're discussing deep blue sea the best thing you could say about deep blue sea even like you, you might criticize it for whatever you want to criticize it for but at least it was enjoyable to watch this this just isn't i think the humor kind of falls flat because of it you know because it's trying to be funny no one seems to take godzilla seriously at all and so I think like any kind of humour that they, they try to put into film just feels like it's lacking like any sort of genuine emotion. Yeah, it's soulless, isn't it? It's just yeah. it's just a movie, it's nothing there, there's nothing behind the eyes kind of thing. Yeah, and and, and that's funny you say that, isn't it? Because like, that's supposed to be that emotional-ish kind of moment at the end where he's looking at the, the Godzilla monster's eye as it kind of dies. And it's like, yeah. oh, is this supposed to be making some sort of point? But then up until that, it, it wasn't serious. I, I just, it was, I don't know. It's just, um, it's really dreary to look at as well. I think Incredibly it? dreary. It just rains yeah. the entire film. And it's just, is this because it's trying to obscure the really bad CGI? But the thing is, I don't know if it is bad CGI because of, of the time it was out, but it feels like they're trying to obscure it with darkness and rain. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I thought like that exact thing. So yeah, I wasn't a fan. Do we think this this officially killed Matthew Broderick's career? I just think he's so miscast in this film. <laughs> he's weird, isn't he? Well, I think it just really. I think it was at this point they realised he can carry a film. The the biggest problem with this film is Matthew Broderick does not have the charisma to carry this film. It needs a, a Will Smith or a Brendan Fraser. Yeah, or an L. Cool J. Maybe not quite that. It's weird because Roland Emmerich would have just come from Independence Day, which is, yeah. I mean, I'll say unashamedly, a fantastic film. <laughs> I love Independence Day, and that has a charismatic lead. Well, it has three or four. It has like well, three yeah, or four. yeah, yeah, and the speech, the speech from uh, yep. Bill Bowman. This has none of it. Like, it just doesn't seem to have any. Where are the stars? <laughs> it's got Hank Azaria and um, Harry Shearer. Harry, yeah, and Harry Shearer too, and Nancy Cartwright and Frank Welker. <laughs> really? 
Wow. Yeah. All the Simpsons related. But yeah, he is in... Have you seen the film Election with Matthew Broderick? I've seen Inspector Gadget. <laughs> well, yeah, you, that's that's real. That's really, you know, if he if he was already sort of in the ground, that just added some more dirt. But Election came out the year after, which is is a very good film with him in it, but smaller film. What I enjoy about Matthew Broderick in this film is like the film really tries to convince you that he's good looking. It's not that I'm saying he's not, you know, yep. he's, you know he's okay. But like three or four times at the beginning of the film, it's like, well, he's really attractive male. It's like, why, why, why is the film trying to convince me of this? It's like it almost didn't believe in it knew itself that it had to convince you. <laughs> yeah, and it, had it been a Will Smith, you wouldn't need to have been told. Exactly. It's <laughs> just so so jarring to hear it so many times. How much better would this film have been if when Godzilla comes out of the ocean, Will Smith punches it in the face and says, Welcome to New York City? <laughs> I actually think the part where Godzilla comes out of the ocean and that guy's fishing is probably the best part of the film. Yeah, yeah. That is well, a good it, bit. Yeah. It's a good way of showing scale. Well, I mean, uh, because it completely abandons that for the rest of the film. (laughs) How big is he supposed to be? I don't know. Oh, it changes with every scene. It literally changes every scene. Like when he sees the eye opens and they're walking in the sewers and it's somehow the size of the sewer, but then it's in the sewer. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes it's the size of skyscrapers. And then there's that point where where it, yeah, like you say, it's in loads of sewers and yet it can't get under that bridge towards the end. And as well, it breathes fire sometimes. But then it doesn't use, it doesn't seem to use that ability more than like twice. Oh, I think it's his breath. It can be ignited by something. Like it was ignited by the, something on the street, I think is what it's supposed to be. Oh, so it's, so it's, it's gas. Like it's got gas. Like that, yeah, like a, a gassy breath. <laughs> it doesn't explain that. It's funny how we're arguing about like leaps and logic when this is like the, what is it, the 23rd film in ones that involve Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow that made more sense. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I fair, that's a good film. I think the thing is like, I accept that like uh, it's supposed to be silly because I think it isn't intentionally that way. But I think that's what makes it so much worse that it doesn't pull it off. <laughs> like, it's just not enjoyable to watch when it should be. When something is this far-fetched, it should at least be enjoyable. And it's just so dull and boring and long. Let's not forget how long this film is. It was like two and a half hours long or something. Too long. It is very long. Especially because the last 45 minutes is just Jurassic Park. <laughs> but <Yeah>. anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the critical response because I'm sure this will be a shock. It was generally negative reviews across the board and has a score of 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty, pretty shocking. Obviously, we love Roger Ebert on this podcast. His review for this is especially spicy. But why, Alex? <laughs> is it because... So I thought this when I was watching it, that the mayor was called Ebert. Is that an, inge- an intentional hit on him? Correct. So Roland Emmerich included Mayor Ebert and his assistant, Gene, as in Gene Siskel. <laughs> Gene Siskel. <laughs> and made him like a bumbling mayor that got everything wrong, who is always wanting to eat something. So I've got a quote from him and a quote from Siskel. Oh, God. Ebert said, Going to see Godzilla at the Palais of the Cannes Film Festival is like attending a satanic ritual at St. Peter's Basilica. <laughs> it's a rebuke to the faith of the, what the building represents. Cannes touchingly adheres to the belief that a film can be intelligent, moving, and grand. However, Godzilla is a big, ugly, ungainly device to give teenagers the impression that they're actually seeing a film. <laughs> so this film was at Cannes? Yeah, how did, how did yeah, how, it close Cannes. How? It, how did... <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Did it win the Palm d'Or? That's the question I want to know. Or was it then the Palm Paw? You should have said Raw. Oh. <laughs> Either works. Gene Siskel was quoted saying, why did they even place us in the movie if they're not going to have us be eaten or squished by the monster? It's <laughs> a good point. It's a great point. So, which brings us nicely on to talking about the monster in the movie, Godzilla, and what is its name? What? The official name of the the, the monster is not Godzilla, just Zilla. 
Didn't they call it Gojira in the film, though? Well, Gojira is the original Japanese name. Yeah, and then Harry Shearer mispronounces that as Godzilla, but the actual name of the monster is Zilla. And the reason why this was given is because Toho said they felt the movie had taken the god out of Godzilla. (laughs) Good. Stay classy, Toho. It had a few other nicknames of American Godzilla, obviously. Godzilla USA, and my personal favourite, Gino, (laughs) which stands for Godzilla in name only. I'd Someone's watch, worked too hard on that. I'd watch Gojira versus USA Godzilla. <laughs> well, that's a real movie, Ben. Is it actually? Yeah, so uh, the, the, this movie's not the final appearance of this version of Zilla, Godzilla. So the movie Godzilla Final Wars shows classic Godzilla basically taking on the American counterpart and kicking the absolute shit out of it. <laughs> Do you know another thing I loved about this film, before you go into more facts? Why did they feel the need in writing the script for this film to blame it all on the French? <laughs> It just seems so obscure. <laughs> Why? It's weird to say this because the day before I watched the film again, because I watched it again recently, my wife was saying, did you know that the French were testing nuclear bombs in fr- like French Polynesia and, and Algeria? And then the following day I watched this film and that's what the main that's plot the point of the film. <laughs> How weird. <laughs> so we'll move on to the songs. And uh, there is something I need to clear up. There are more than two songs in this film and there's more than two songs on the soundtrack, but we're only talking about two of them. So anyone coming with that? Actually, push his glasses up first. There's three songs in this film. No, we're talking about Come With Me by Puff Daddy and Deeper Underground by Jamiroquai. I don't care there's a cover of David Bowie in this, and I don't care that there's a Rage Against the Machine song on the soundtrack. There is? Let's do this. (laughs) Right, so we'll go chronologically. So first up is Sean Coombs, Puff Daddy, P Diddy, or Just Plain Diddy. Is that what the P stands for? Is it it Plain Diddy? (laughs) Just Plain Old Diddy. That's what his friends call him. Diddy's Come With Me, featuring Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, who is playing the guitar riff from the Led Zeppelin song Cashmere, a fact which angers many a YouTube commenter. Despite the fact, Jimmy Page is quite clearly credited for this song, and it wasn't stolen. Mm. VH1 said that this song was one of the least metal moments in music history. <laughs> so guys, what do you think? You mean what is the most metal <laughs> music moment in in film history? Well, it might be this one, but yeah. Good I enjoy that VH1 are commenting on it. But yeah, they are right. It's, it's pretty probably low on that list of most metal moments in, in music history. I just think that this song seemed to lack all musicality. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, obviously yep. it, had, it had the guitar riff, which is quite familiar. And I think it's, it's sampled in other songs as well. But then it just... It was just... I just, I mean, I didn't understand much of what he was saying, to be honest, in the lyrics. Yeah. They just essentially just shouted like loads of unconnected phrases one after the other. I mean, I did say, I mean, in reference to the previous episode, that it did remind me of Deepest Bluest, I must say. And there was even a line that was, I want to fight you, I'll fucking bite you. Which again, <laughs> shark, shark related. But yeah, I mean, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a fan. I mean, I enjoyed that there was a weird like breakdown in the middle. And then it just pounds back into it. <laughs> it's just like, it just never stops. It's good on forever. Like the film. Yeah, there's, there's way too much going on with this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Ben? It feels like it's a slave to that problem that a lot of songs had in like the noughties, which was they just turn it up. Like they think, what? how do we make this sound more epic? And they've just like almost distorted it. It just feels so loud that, like Alex said, I just can't hear a word of what... <laughs> what P Diddy says and there's the bit where he's it's very Kanye West where he's like auto-tune sings it and it's really uncomfortable it's so bad 
That's the break. Yeah, that's it, the breakdown. Bill. It sounds like he's singing into a can. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Just as he's about to Willy Wonka himself out of the, uh, the skyscraper. <laughs> I also have in my notes Willy Wonka elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it was a highlight. I mean, the video. I mean, the, there's, there's video. a lot of highlights in that video. I think the video like saves it. I think because the video is outstanding. <laughs> Well, is it outstanding, or is it good for the first minute, and then good for the last ten seconds, and then it's six minutes of stuff in between? Does he turn it into a bird at one point? Yeah, when when the elevator breaks out of the uh, the building, Willy Wonka style, it does turn into loads of doves. But I don't think he, I don't think, I don't think he does. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just does, Ben. Just doves. Just it's doves. the ni- just doves. It's the nineties. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that his like shirt seems to like slowly become more and more loose and undone, <laughs> just but for no reason though. It's like how does that happen? He doesn't undo it, but it just it just seems to slowly opens. <laughs> it's, it's weird. He samples um, Big Popper at the start, doesn't he? Notorious B.I.G. on the video. Oh, is that what that's what's going yeah. on? There? Yeah, I thought maybe it was just like in like when when they used to put intros of other songs on their album beforehand. Yeah, I mean maybe it is that. But P did it also has never sort of fully gone over the death of Notorious B.I.G. Because a lot of his songs do have Notorious B.I.G. songs in them. And I guess his biggest song ever is the tribute to him, isn't it? Which is the only real song I actually know could recall by P. Diddy. The police cover. Come on, what about Bad Boys? Oh yeah, I forgot he did Bad Boys, then he with Ben Stiller in the video. <laughs> Cracking videos. Similar to the other song we'll be dissecting later, this song does appear in the movie in a sort of like blinking you'll miss it fashion. Alex, you said you watched it today. Do you remember when it played? I do remember when this one played, actually, because I remember hearing the riff. It was like they were in, I feel like it was maybe a subway. It was it was yeah. his um, ex-girlfriend, Matthew Broderick's ex-girlfriend and Hank Azaria, and it was like playing on the radio, like in the subway or something. Is that right? Yes, that's right, yeah. And you'd be forgiven for forgetting her name because I don't think it's actually mentioned in the film. <laughs> Much like any of the characters' names other than Nico Totopoulos. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it plays on the New York Metro when she's contemplating faking an ID. But, and I played it back three or four times, what I couldn't figure out is whether or not it was Puff Daddy's Come With Me or just the Led Zeppelin song. Yeah, because it's just the riff, isn't it? That's, that's and all it's I heard. so faint. And and, that, and the weird thing is, I hadn't, didn't know this Puff Daddy song and I, I listened to it afterwards. And it was only then that I realised that, that that had the riff in it. So I didn't know when I heard it in the film that that's what it was. <laughs> I just thought it was the Led Zeppelin song. And it might it's, be- weird that he, it's weird that he's... I mean, you said Jimmy Page is obviously credited. It's just the exact same riff, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it, like why couldn't it have been a sample? Is it just easier to just pay one, one, one member than actually all three? It sounds like it's been re-recorded, to be fair, because it's like it's much yes, more it produced has, yeah. than the than the original version. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it was re-recorded, and technically all the band were credited. God. Fun fact: the bass of this song is done by Tom Morello, <laughs> and the drums are done by Mario Winans of "Let Me Love You" fame. <laughs> all right, yeah. What? What? Whoa! 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 Really? Yeah. <laughs> really. Wow. <laughs> that was blown. I thought it was a fun fact. That is a very fun fact. I mean, that's a better super group than the one the other week. What, just LL Cool J on his own? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, LL Cool J and anyone else is a super group to be fair. If you want to know what Jimmy Page thought of making this song, he said, P. Diddy... Oh, he didn't say that. That's <laughs> in the square brackets. P. Diddy kept changing the arrangement throughout the soundtrack and dress rehearsals. I thought, he's never going to remember all those changes. He'll never get this right. But he was right on the nail every time. 
and you've got to give him credit for that. <laughs> Are you saying, did he go up to him with like the cashmere riff and say, no, 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 what you want to do? <laughs> I don't understand what, what, what he's implying there, because what are the changes? It's the same thing. It's the same riff, and he's just shouting things over it. What, what were the changes? And why was there a dress rehearsal? That is a good point. I don't know. <laughs> just they're playing the same song, but he's just wearing different suits. He was on the screen, wasn't he? They're on like a jumbotron type thing. God, that's such a relic as well. Just the, the word, the word jumbotron. That's very nineties. I mean, there were like a lot of things that were really nineties in this film. Generally, like there were so many Walkmans, but yeah. people were listening to Walkmans in the car, driving a car by themselves, listening to a Walkman. Why not the car radio? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It happened like three or four times. Oh, the CD player? Yeah, cars both wouldn't have had CD players, wouldn't they? Well, they would have had tape players. God. <laughs> Talking of like uh, weird tech references, this is a bit where they're trying to broadcast the eggs at the end, and Audrey goes, this runs on some kind of internet. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to the next song. Second song in the film is Deeper Underground by the UK funk music and funkier hat wearing Jamiroquai. I loved this song as a kid, and I don't know why. <laughs> and it probably made my mother worry that I thought JK was cool. <laughs> he isn't, just for anyone wanting to know. He's <gasps> very uncool. Sorry, Ben. No! But I still enjoy this song, and I still find myself singing it a lot. Go on, Ben. Talk, talk about JK. Defend him. Yeah, he's great. I, I, for some reason, I feel like he's a bigger thing here. I know he's English, but I feel like he never really took off in the States. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some absolutely, absolute classics. The album Synchronized, which is one of the best albums I think I've ever owned. Wow. I've not owned many albums. Alex. It's that, that song's about Jane and Discovery. That's about <laughs> the albums I've ever bought. But do you like this song? Which was on Synchronized, I think. It was. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great song. To be fair, I don't think I've not listened to Jamiroquai in a long time. For some reason, I thought he was dead. I don't know why. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> Who am I thinking of? I'm going to Google this. Who is... Dead. Dead. <laughs> like Jamiroquai. Alex, what do you think of this song? I think my main takeaway from it, watching it again today, is what is Jamiroquai like? Like, what? what is it? Like what you said, it was funk, but but is it funk? Like what? Yeah. I, I, th- I specifically said UK funk to get around my problem. I just, I just <laughs> acid funk. I just think it does. But we've just listed like three or four right there. Like it doesn't have a genre. This music, it's just like I think it's like almost indefinable. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like what is it? I don't get it. Acid funk. It's, but is it, what is it, what even is acid? Acid funk? disco <laughs> or acid jazz? It's a lot of acid. Always, that's the key, that's the key ingredient. The key works. ingredient is drugs. Welcome to the nineties in the UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, like, is it house? It's a bit house, maybe. Maybe acid house. Acid house, <laughs> which is, is a house, genre? acid funk house. <laughs> or is it acid funk? Yeah. Or is it house funk? Sorry, or funky house. Anyway, I think it's okay. I think it's better. It's better than the other one than than the P Diddy one. It's certainly more memorable than that. I don't think it's. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a Jamiroquai fan. I'm. I'm not going to say like Ben that I, that Synchronize was one of the greatest albums of all time. It's one of the greatest albums I own. <laughs> Sorry, it should be more specific. But I think it was okay. I don't remember it appearing in the film weirdly at all. Ooh, okay. So I'm looking forward to that fact. Yeah, like I'll go into that now. Uh, so it's when towards the latter half of the film, Hank Azaria's partner is playing the song while feeding homeless people. <laughs> 
which I thought was quite an odd choice. Like, if you're in the middle of like a citywide attack, I'll just stick on some Jamiroquai. But this just further goes to the point that no one seemed that bothered. And like, all the people in New York really wanted to get back home. <laughs> it's like, there was a giant lizard <laughs> roaming around the city, destroying it. Why is everyone being like this? It just, uh, yeah, and that, yeah. that further demonstrates it. I have to imagine if they redid this film now, because this was obviously pre-9-11, it would have a very different aspect of the way citizens react to it all. Mm, definitely. Although there is that really weird bit at the beginning. I know it's referencing an actual event, but it says like, this is the worst event since the World Trade Center bombings. Yeah. Oof, that, that bit's aged a bit. Yeah, because obviously it was only a few years before, and there's, there is a lot of shots of the World Trade, Trade Center in the film. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't too long after where films like Spider-Man actually had to edit their films, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. well I imagine this film was one of the ones that they wouldn't, wouldn't let show, but not for that reason, just because it's shit. <laughs> yeah, the excuse. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of the films that was put on like a temporary ban in America. Yeah, Unfortunately, it was then taken off the ban. <laughs> hey, what do you think of this song, Dee? I like the song. I, yeah, I do, I do I like the song. And as I was saying before, it's a song that I find myself even now without watching the film, I still find myself like humming the dun, 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 dun. I do it all the time in my head. I don't know why it's stuck with me. It's because you also own Synchronized, isn't it? I do not. And it's not one of the best albums that, that I owned, though it is one of the best <gasps> albums that my friend Ben owns. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Too. true. It's got Candy on it. What song? But that's not his song, is it? Is that a cover of, of Candy? You know the Candy Jamiroquai song, don't you? I know the song Candy. Is it a cover? Are you, have you just blown my mind? Well, it's like it's his second favourite album now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I owned! <laughs> let's talk about the video. Let's talk about, the, video. Let's talk about the music video. Yeah, come yeah, on. Because it is outstanding. So, for, for this one, I'm going to turn to the description provided by our good friends at Wikipedia. You're doing your Wikipedia voice. The video depicts a 3D theatre in which a movie is being shown. However, as the screen shows Godzilla walking on the ocean floor, one of its feet breaks... <laughs> One of its feet breaks the screen and water floods into the theatre as if the screen were made of glass and everyone and everything behind it was real and the theatre turns into chaos as the audience tries to get out alive in the midst of which JK appears and dances on top of seats. Were there no commas in that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Full stop. Several other, th- several other things go through the screen, including a helicopter, cars and a New York City taxi. Some stills from the movie are also interspersed between various scenes. At the end of the video, the camera pans out and it emerges the entire flood itself was being watched by a different cinema audience on another screen. Meta. Oh, what a sentence that first one is. <laughs> Has it been filmed with the, you know, in reverse? I don't think so. Ah, no, I think it's just special, special effects. But... <laughs> Some of the movements just look a bit <laughs> well, you know. Just... He's not really walking on those cinema seats. <laughs> I, I think because I was kind of watching it on a very small screen, I couldn't tell that if it was just one of those, you know, where you've just all done it backwards. I think it's just JK being... <clears throat> JK? JK, yeah. Mm, yeah, his acid movements. <laughs> his funky movements, please, Ben. Mm, well, acid funk, sorry. Yeah, acid funky movements. Mm-hmm. My main takeaway from the video was obviously like you referenced there. They're all wearing those old school 3D glasses with the red and blue film. Was that? Did this oh. film get released in some in 3D? I don't think so. Because I don't remember yeah. going to a cinema and wearing those glasses. I remember those like magazines that you used to get where it was like a, a blurred image and you would look at it and be like, 3D, it's coming right at me. But Wait, so you never went to see a 3D film with the red and blue? No. Oh, you didn't see Spy Kids 3D? Yeah, what are you no. doing? Or Shark Boy and Lava Girl? No, yeah. I did not. I mean, I saw Spy Kids 1 and, and thought it was great. <laughs> but it uh, honey, I Shrunk the Audience at Disneyland. Mm, no, maybe I did see that, actually. 
Do you guys want a behind-the-scenes fact about this music video? Absolutely. There's a lot of acid. For this one, I'm going to turn to the description provided by our good friends at Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) During the making of the video, the extras were not informed beforehand about the sudden influx of water near the beginning of the start of the video, so the terrified reactions as they tried to escape are actually genuine citation needed. (laughs) Classic. That is bullshit, right? There's no way that's true. I mean, yeah, clearly it was two separate things cut together. Yeah. The citation needed, I think, says everything we need to know for that quote there. What's annoying is that citation as well. Like I checked the history of Wikipedia. It was only added like a few days ago. So that, that fact has been there for like a few years. And suddenly <laughs> I looked at that article once and it must have like flagged up on some sort of system to go, right, we better have a look at this because somebody's checking this article about deeper underground. <laughs> well, have you been on it like every day? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I like to really get into it, Ben. You know, do my research. Good. Yep, looking at looking at one of your favorite albums. I don't think this song is on "Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water" by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> it's... But it should it be. says everything. <laughs> yeah, that does say everything, doesn't it? That's not my favorite album. It's just his favorite album that he owns. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Top five time. Off you go, Ben. Obviously, we've been given our first opportunity to talk about a monster movie, so it is obvious that I had to go with a very refutable list, citation needed, about who of the entire catalogue of movie monsters would win in a fight. And there's a top five. There's a top five. There's 50. There's, there's literally a top 50, but we're sticking with five. Godzilla. Congratulations, D. You've done the thing that you always forget to do. Godzilla is considered to be the greatest and would easily win in this fight. And I think this is a translated from another language because it has a little sort of almost synopsis about the monster under each choice. And it just says, Godzilla is a really big prehistoric lizard with atomic breath. There we go. So it's not referring um, to the one in this film. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Oh, so is that, right. is that a trick? Is, is Zilla number two? <laughs> it's not, no, no, it's, it's not. Mecha Godzilla, no, definitely it? not. Uh, Mecha Godzilla was in the top 50 somewhere. Okay, no. Mothra. Is it oldest uh, Godzilla fi- like monsters? <laughs> Mothra is number four in the list. King Kong. King Kong is number two. You're doing well. You might actually get this without any help. No, I just realised you're not going to get this without help. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I tend to think of, of like other giant monsters. Oh, Alex, um, it's your chance to finally say eight-legged freaks. I'm guessing they're probably not in the top five. <laughs> just never not. So are these all like quite giant monsters in in the same vein as the three? Hmm. Number three, no. Ooh. Number three. I don't know why it's in this list. I mean, maybe it'd have a chance. Predator? No, Predator is in the top 50 somewhere. Alien? The Alien? <laughs> From Alien? Xenomorph. Xenomorph is number yeah. three. Oh, is it? It is, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's technically saying the, the universe is sort of like most deadly Predator. No insults Predator. You've got four. You've actually done really well. I'm quite shocked, but to be fair, you're not going to get this fifth one. Is it just another Godzilla monster? It's not. It's nothing related to Godzilla. Is it man? <laughs> it's not man, Alex, but I like the thinking outside of this, uh, this box. It's the lions from The Lion King, isn't it? Based on how deadly they are. It's from a film from 2013. It is a fantasy film, so I wouldn't necessarily class it as a monster film, although the name of the creature Smaug. is in the, name, the title of the film. Smaug, well done, Dean. Whoa, whoa. But that's, that's, I felt that. I mean, I was going to say that's not real. Like, <laughs> you got a great point there, Alex. Oh, but it's weird that it's Smaug, though, then, uh, yeah, not, you know, no. like. Balrog is sixth. What about the Basilisk? 
no, Dude. I mean, there's some other terrible ones in this list, including Pennywise at 11. Pennywise versus Godzilla. Pump- Pumpkinhead from the film Pumpkinhead. Um, what other terrible choices? Wait, is that Elegant Freaks? No, Arachnids <laughs> from Starship Troopers. Yeah, that, I, you can see oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that one that I kind of get. Uh, Bruce Jaws from Jaws. <laughs> Not Bruce Jaws from Finding Nemo. <laughs> is that the name of the shark? In Jaws? The shark's called yeah. Bruce. I thought you said Br- Bruce Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his surname's Jaws. <laughs> Bruce Jaws. What about the super intelligent sharks from, from Deep Blue from Deep Sea? <laughs> Number 36 is Edgar the Bug from Men in Black. Nice. <laughs> oh my god, Eight-Legged Freaks are 38. <laughs> so now it's time to figure out what is the best song from the 1998 version of Godzilla. Alex has already said what he thinks it's going to be. So Alex, do you want to go first? Have I actually said that? Yeah, oh yeah, did I, say, I said that the second one was better. Yeah, it's a deeper underground <laughs> But just out of interest, what was the third one that, that that we're not discussing? It was a cover of David Bowie's Heroes. Mm, that would have probably been it. But probably not, yeah. But let's go with deeper underground. I'll also go deeper underground. Robbing Ben of the chance to give his idol JK the victory. Cheers. But I'll still add it anyway, because, you know, big fan of the uh, acid smooth jazz. I'm I'm currently reading a big argument of whether whether Jamiroquai is acid or not. <laughs> Christ. Or is he funk? Oh gosh. This is it. This is the point. Nobody knows. They're saying that uh, Synchronized isn't a funk album. So my mind, you know, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna be up all night, guys. For years, have you been telling people you're a big fan of funk? <laughs> yeah, Funkasaurus Rex. So that brings an end to another episode of that song from that movie. Let us know which song you think is better. Come with me or Deep Underground. And what you think of the movie and why it's so terrible. You can tell us on our Twitter account, which is at TSFTMPod. You can help the podcast by sharing this on a random subreddit. Ben, what should the random subreddit be this week? Ooh, um, I say go for the Space Godzilla subreddit. Specifically Space Godzilla. Are we going to get much traction on there? Surely that must be a very busy subreddit. Mm, okay, we'll go for uh, Mecha Godzilla 2. Okay, okay. So you can help us in other ways such as patreon or merge but the way that it's free to help us is to give us a review alex have you left us a review yet i tried but it kept asking me to sign into google drive <laughs> good all of our show notes are on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was like they could edit it wanted edit rights to my google drive i'm not i'm giving those up they'll, they'll be able to tell what episode to do next can't let that secret out of the bag <laughs> if you can tell me an easier way to do it Dee, then i'll do it why don't you log into iTunes on your laptop or tablet device? I don't have an iTunes account. What a great time to set one up. <laughs> They're free of charge, apparently. So all that's left now is to do some goodbyes. So it's goodbye from myself. Goodbye and goodbye from Alex. That's a lot of fish. <laughs> how many times do they talk about how much fish is in this film? <laughs> Too many. And goodbye from Ben. George Lucas cites Godzilla as an inspiration for Star Wars. Probably not this film. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. seen Skull Island? That's good. No, not seen that. I hear it is good. Is it? Is it just a name? Is it actually a peninsula? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> good. Good. <laughs>